Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's your host, Amy Levin Klein here. Today's guest is former art major and founder of Tappan Collective, Chelsea Neiman Nix. Tappan Collective is an online art gallery that is geared towards making art accessible to aspiring collectors and emerging artists. Tappan Collective has grown tremendously since I first met Chelsea and it's my honor for her to share with you valuable business advice and how she got her start back in college. Chelsea, so happy to be talking to you. It's been so long since we've connected and I have been following everything you've been doing and um, I feel like I'm such a proud older sister of, of all the success that you've had. Thank you. I know. It's such a pleasure to be here. So let's go back to your early days. Where are you originally from and where did you go to college? Sure. I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised. And then um, I wanted the, the full college experience. So I chose to go to Michigan, U of M. I just went to Michigan last year for my first time which is crazy because, you know, I'm from Chicago and I went to Indiana and I'm obsessed with Michigan. I was so blown away by (laughs) the students, the school. I just like the whole experience was amazing. Did you also enjoy your time there? Oh, my God. Like best four years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it was funny because when I was choosing which school to go to, everybody I spoke to that went to Michigan was like so diehard. They were so obsessed. And it was one of the reasons that, you know, as I was choosing, I chose to go to Michigan. You know, the football, the the Greek life. But then I also wanted the art school experience. So it was a good art program at like a well-rounded school. So it, it hit, checked all the boxes for me. And did you know going into Michigan that you wanted to pursue a career in the art industry? Yes, I actually applied as an art major. Oh, okay. So right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking for art schools. So I had done a program at RISD and realized that a proper art school was not the right fit for me. I wanted something that was a little bit more, like, I'm not going to say uh, mainstream or had all the different elements. So I wanted to find an art school at a liberal arts college. And do you feel University. like your education at Michigan has impacted what you're doing now? Definitely. Uh, Tappan is actually named after the fine art library at Michigan. No way. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. Okay. So you definitely gained a lot of in- inspiration during your college days. Absolutely. Yeah. How did you start Tappan Collective? And, um, you know, talk us through that journey a little bit. Sure. So I, like I mentioned, went to the art school in Michigan and went after my BFA. I wanted to be a full-time artist after I graduated. And art school is great. And it teaches you um, a lot about yourself and your practice, but not as many practical skills as you need to to build your career. So I graduate and, you know, I'm selling some paintings and I'm in a couple shows with friends and things are moving along, but it just doesn't feel sustainable. It doesn't feel like something that I was going to bet my life on. So 
I started working for an interior designer and we started selling a lot of my paintings to our clients because at the time there was nowhere where you could find original work that was by an emerging artist um, at an affordable price point. So you either had to go to a gallery and, you know, have a relationship with the gallery and spend a ton of money, or you could source from the gallery or, you know, something that's not, that, that's a little bit more mass produced. At the same time, my co-founder was working in a gallery and she had friends who were going into iBanking and, you know, wanted to buy work and had the money to spend, but they, they couldn't just because the gallery wouldn't sell it to them or, you know, whatever. And so we came together and we said, well, it seems like there's a lot of issues in this space. There's a lot of dead ends for the artists. It's hard to sell their work for collectors. It's hard to acquire the work. Um, there has to be something that we can do to solve this problem. And the art world was one of the last industries to go onto the internet. They traditionally didn't believe that art would ever go online. Why do you feel like that was the mindset? There's a level of opacity in the art world and just the nature of the internet. It just provides so much transparency and that's not something that's regularly embraced. You know, and then also there's the argument that people want to see the work in person. They have to yeah, they have to see it in person if they're going to spend that much on work. And, you know, we were young and optimistic and we thought, well, if people didn't have to try on a dress or, you know, clothing, then why would they need to see something that's two-dimensional in person? It's not like it's going to look different in once it arrives. Yeah. All that being said, we were iterating on different ideas and we came up with the idea of Tappan and we started with a really simple proof of concept. So we got my friends that had graduated art school, uh, her friends that had graduated art school and just convinced them to let us put their work online. So would people buy artwork online was the question. And um, they did. And and so five, six years later, here we are still selling artwork online. I love it. I love your story. And I remember the first site. And, you know, it's such a... a no, oh, no. No, I do <laughs> in a good way. Listen, I remember the first college fishing <laughs> site and I cringe. So I'm sure you feel the same way when you think about your first <laughs> site. It's like scary yeah. that you let it get out there but like you know it got you to where you right. are but what i think is so great yeah. about your brand is that i ha- you know n- don't know a ton about the art world and i think it's so intimidating but i i love art and i like you know i like nice things um and i feel like you guys make it just like n- more inclusive um and more approachable for people who aren't art novice and wouldn't go into a gallery and um I think it's it's really cool. You've definitely have filled a space that you know, needed to be filled. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that's a big part of why we do what we do. We just feel like there shouldn't be such a barrier to entry and that everybody should be able to have quality work, quality artwork at any price point. So 
being able to make it approachable, make it friendly, make it educational. That's, you know, what we're excited about doing for the space. And has it been cool to watch a lot of the young artists and emerging artists that you guys have discovered grow over the years? Yeah, absolutely. We've had a ton who we call alumni have graduated. We have a ton that has stayed with us and we're, you know, working together. And it's super rewarding for us because when you buy a piece of work on Tappan, you're really changing the lives or the life of the artist that you're acquiring, that you're collecting. And then being able to watch their stories online or through our social being able to follow their journey um, and continue to collect their work, that's that's pretty cool. No, absolutely. How has tapping grown over the years since you started it? And what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced? Sure. So when we started, we we started with limited edition work. So the model was that an artist would send us a file and we would print it and frame it and ship it for them. And and that was it. But what we found was that people were really responding to a small amount of our inventory that was like original paintings. So we started to, you know, we looked to our artists to provide us more of their original work. So more paintings and drawings and one of a kind. And so we have evolved to offer a lot of of that. But the problem on a, the business end is that it's an inventory issue. So we are constantly looking for more work that we can show because the amount of effort we put into one painting that can only sell one time, it's harder than, you know, like a bag that you can sell a million times. Right. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. N- no, definitely. So what's the solution to that? Or it's an ongoing kind of how do you work through a challenge like that? It's definitely an ongoing problem or something that we're working on. And we just we work closely with our artists to make sure that we're able to provide what we think is both strong work and also, you know, what people are looking to to acquire. Like your best quality is your worst quality. It's, totally. it's incredible to have a one-of-a-kind painting, but from a business perspective, it's it's really hard to only have, you know, one to sell. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about mm-hmm. kind of students' lives. Our best performing content is always dorm and um, art decor type of content. Students love it and, you know, are really putting a lot of attention to detail into it. What advice do you have okay. for college students as they're starting to, you know, look at art and make investments? Um, what's kind of like a good starting point for them? There's a couple of things that I think are important. One knowing that you can buy incredible work at any price point. So don't feel like just because, you know, I don't have this crazy budget that I can't have something that's really unique and tasteful and expressive of your own, you know, personality. When we think about collecting, it's important to collect with your eyes and not your ears. So it's kind of the equivalent of somebody who's 
in fashion, you know, has style versus somebody who's just following fashion trends, figuring out who you are and what you like and going after that as opposed to buying what you think you should be buying. Does that? Yeah, that's really good advice. Well, I think about it. I, I think about it with myself at this point, you know, of my life as I look at art, I very much buy with my eyes and I like don't care about the price. Like, I like that that's your perspective and approach, um, especially for college yeah. students, because they obviously don't have a budget to buy a $10,000 piece of art, but like they still want something right. cool that right. looks great. And I think that also when you're collecting, a collection over time becomes like a time capsule of who you are or who you have been and all of those different times of your life. So I think it's important to feel comfortable investing in the pieces that you're drawn to, but knowing that like looking back, it's going to be a a memory or it's going to be something of that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is there a particular piece of art or something that you look back at and you're like, I have a memory from this period of my life because of that piece of art? Yeah, so I was in art school, right? So we have something that artists love to do is trade work or, you know, collect your friend's work. And I have a couple pieces of of friends of mine who, you know, that I'll always cherish. That's cool. That's really great. Yeah. I know through the years you guys have partnered with a ton of different brands on collections, which I think is, you know, just a, a really cool factor of your business. What has been your favorite brand partnership that you've worked on? Ooh, that's a tough question. (laughs) Well, most recently we did a collaboration with Vince that I thought was really powerful because what we did there was they had their founders come back and they wanted to tell a story of what their founders were inspired by. And Vince is inspired by art, design, and architecture. So we were able to to select or bring to the table three artists that represented the Vince aesthetic or the Vince DNA. And they created new works, exclusive works, especially for Vince. That was, that was then we were able to show in New York and L.A. How cool is start. that? Yeah, we ended up rolling it out um, with a couple other locations and artists in Hawaii and Dubai, and it was it was wow. very cool. Mm-hmm. Being able to to serve Vince in that way was awesome. And then what is cool and what we love about the brand partnerships is that it continues on with our mission, which is to give artists a platform that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So somebody who's going into Vince and, you know, is aesthetically minded or or is looking for quality, they go in and they find, they just get to discover an artist, an emerging artist who would have never had that opportunity is very cool. Yeah, it's a nice, like, coming together of kind of two brands and businesses that share similarities. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that you guys did that. So you've been running your business now for several years. What continues to motivate you to drive the brand forward? The artist, for sure. I mean, I am one, so I I can definitely 
relate or identify, but being able to support their careers and allow somebody who wouldn't have otherwise been able to have a full-time studio practice for them to to be able to do that is, is huge. So on one end, we're changing the lives of, of the artists and making it possible for them to pursue their career. And then, you know, while also delivering a unique quality item to a collector or somebody who would want to collect and didn't feel like they could, that's that's win-win. For sure. I need to see your work. I don't think I've ever seen it before. (laughs) Where can I see it or where can I get it? (laughs) Nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere. (laughs) No, I'm going to make you make me a piece. (laughs) That's amazing. No, I, I'm not good enough to be on tap. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure you are. Well, I need to follow up on that and definitely see some of your work. If you could go back to your college self on you know, graduation day at University of Michigan, what advice would you give yourself? Ooh. On graduation day, I would say to stay true, to stay true to yourself, to just continue like things work out, you never know which way or why things unfold the way they do. But if you're staying true to yourself, it will be for the best. And things will, will fall yeah. together. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chelsea, I, I think, life, think you have it going on. Thank you. Thank you, as do you. Yeah, it's been I've I've really enjoyed watching everything with Tappan and I own a bunch of Tappan pieces, so um we'll continue to be big fans and I appreciate you taking the time and um I know all of the Michigan listeners will love to hear someone from their alma mater and I agree with you. Like the allegiance people from University of Michigan have is unlike I've seen at any other school. It's pretty cool. <laughs> It's like die hard. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Chelsea, for joining Office Hours and sharing your story of building Tappan Collective. Thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of 2018. We'll see you in 2019. Bye.